up, everybody? Welcome back to the Active Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. And today on the Active Life Podcast, we have a must listen, an absolute must listen if you are a coach or a gym owner. On today's episode, we have Ryan Cage, who owns CrossFit PR star in Chantilly, Virginia, and Bobby Wheeler, who is a full-time coach who works for Ryan Cage at PR Star CrossFit. Why is this a must-listen? This is a must-listen podcast because Ryan has done everything wrong, and he's doing a lot of things right, to the tune of being able to provide an opportunity to Bobby, who is now his director of personal training, to leave a career as a SWAT officer in Virginia to be able to work as a coach full-time professionally. That means the pay is better than SWAT was. The hours are better than SWAT was. Clearly, the safety is better. And to do that, Bobby has had to be empowered to take opportunities into his own hands at Ryan's gym. Ryan has had to have the trust in Bobby to allow him to do it. How did they get there? You're going to have to listen to the show to find out. I'm proud to say that we played a little bit of a role in it. We taught Bobby, actually Ryan signed his entire staff up for our immersion course about a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago. And since then, Bobby has just taken the bull by the horns, made it his own and absolutely is crushing. You have to listen to this podcast. I'll give you a hint. Um, The trainer makes more money on a training session than the gym does. That's one of the ways that they've made this so successful. So without any further ado, I'm going to let you guys get into listening to how Ryan Cage and Bobby Wheeler are proving that the gym owner, the coach, and the members can all get what they need in the same place at the same time. Here we go. Bobby Wheeler and Ryan Cage of PR Star CrossFit, welcome to the Active Life Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Sean. It's my pleasure. So as, as I talked about in the intro, you guys are crushing it from a gym owner coach relationship perspective. And I think it's extremely valuable for people out there who are listening to this to understand why it's important that the gym owner gets what they need, the coach gets what they need, so that the members can get what they need. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, no worries. So let's start with you, Ryan. Ryan, you own PR Star CrossFit. Can you give us a little background on uh, when you got it started, all that kind of yeah, so today is July, whatever it is. I think it's like the 9th. I'm at the beach right now. Our anniversary date is July 11th. We'll be open for seven years. Um, I started CrossFit PR Star in my garage with four horse stall mats. Um, at the time, I had a minority partner. Um, we built the gym all the way up from a couple, I'll say, temporary locations into about a 45 to 5,000 square foot facility that I was able to purchase. Um, at the time my, my partner wanted to focus on family and job, a different job. And that was fine. Um, you know, no issues there, bottom out. 
and uh, started growing more and more. But at that time, there was a there was a moment that uh, my wife and I sat down, like, "Hey, you know, is this really the direction we're going to continue to go? Should we sell the gym? Um, it's just me now. How are we going to do it?" And one of the biggest things that I always say is either evolve or die. Uh, Bobby hears me say that at least once a week. Um, and it was true. And I started sitting down and trying to really understand, you know, all right, you know, I played the, I want to be a competitive CrossFit game and we're going to be a competitive gym only. And then I played the, okay, we're going to focus, um, just on group classes and just pound people with that. And as you start to do more research and Sean, I know your background of being in a, um, I'll call it a global gym type mentality and whatnot. Um, taking it back to personal training was kind of the smartest thing that I should have been doing from day one instead of day, you know, year five. Right. Well, so uh, can we, can we backtrack a moment? When did yeah. you, when did you and your wife have the come to Jesus conversation about, are we going to do this? Um, uh, so after we bought out my partner and some people kind of shifted to these different gyms, our numbers started to go lower. Um, but it was definitely the mentality right then and there that I told my wife, Rachel, like, Hey, we got to stop messing around as a hobby box and start treating this like a CrossFit gym. And um, I need to treat it like a business. I need to make decisions that uh, people aren't going to like. And I made them. And a lot of people got pissed off and left. And that's okay. That was fine. Um, like what? What decision pushed people away? Treating it, treating it like a business. Making people pay the, the money that was actually owed to the gym. And, you know, not having a competitive program that was – that's what we focused on instead of actually classes and things like that. Um, and that definitely rubbed people the wrong way. And that was, that was okay. Um, and, um, it really was a conversation with Rachel, like, Hey, should we, should we continue to run the gym? Should we just try to sell it? How should we go? And, um, and we just made the decision to keep running it the right way and making the tough decisions to, to grow. And then, you know, also kind of give us the, the stability that we want for our kids that are, that are now starting to get more into uh, uh, sports and whatnot. And that's, that's fun to see as well. Cool. And Bobby, you came on board less than like, I mean, now it's like a year. Yeah. Year ago. Yeah. We're right at a year. Okay. And you left working as a SWAT team member, which is like, you know, the action hero job, right? It was a, it was a good, it was a good gig. Yeah. Um, so I worked for Ryan part-time during this transition when he bought, uh, bought the minority owner out, um, ended up kind of professionalizing the business and he professionalized it so much. He fired me. <laughs> Don't, wait, wait, what? was this, was this like one year ago, two years ago? When did you get fired? Two years ago. Uh, okay. he was moving to more of a full-time staff. He wanted more out of his staff and I just couldn't <laughs> call him. So he fired me. Uh, we kept a good relationship. I was still at the gym training, uh, working out with him, but I just couldn't give him what he needed, uh, just the two hours a week just to get the free membership thing. So what, Bobby, what was it about the way that Ryan fired you that made you say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep coming to this gym and maybe I'll even work here again. Because usually you hear from someone, I got fired and they're like, my boss is a fucking asshole. They don't understand <laughs> how valuable I am. I'm so great. I can't believe I got fired. My boss is such an idiot. And then five years later, the business is still open and that person is working for their fourth boss since that first one. Yeah. He, uh, he pulled me aside one day and said, Hey, listen, man, this is the direction everything's going. Uh, this is what I want. And he'd kind of told me that for the past few years, this is what I want to do. This is where I want the gym to be. And everything that he said 
came true. He made it happen. So I respected that. And I said, you're, you're right, man. I just can't give you more. Basically he asked me to give him more and I, I couldn't. And I think he knew that I couldn't. So it was very amiable. Um, so yeah, there was, there was no bad blood there at all. That's such a good way to do it, by the way, Ryan. Just, you know, it, it's not letting him go. It's, Hey, this is what I need out of you. If you're going to stay. And in, in the funny part. So, so when I bought out my minority partner um, and we started to grow, I also had an opportunity to buy another CrossFit gym and I bought that CrossFit gym out. And I also bought another building to make our facility bigger. Where did so, all this money come from? Um, <laughs> I like to do some investing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that uh, I've, I've learned real quickly how to manage our money correctly. And my wife being an accountant helps out a lot too. Okay. Uh, and we're, we were able to do it. Um, you know, I don't have any um, investors. I do have my father who will help from time to time, but all that money has been paid back to him in full. So, uh, you know, you got you to gotta spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I like to take risks big time, but calculated risks. Right. So um, we were able to buy another CrossFit gym. We merged both communities. One of our hashtags is one family. Um, and when we bought them out, I kept everybody on staff and went from 10 coaches to 24 coaches, but it was kind of like an evaluation period for all of them to kind of see who meshed well with me, who meshed well with the community. Um, because the gym I bought out was the gym I left nine years ago and, and I bought out the gym I was originally at. So I knew everybody over there anyways. And did everything come under one roof when you bought that other gym out? Mm-hmm. Okay. One roof. And I mean, you're talking, what do you think the distance is, Bobby? Maybe 200 meters from each other. Oh, 200. Wow. Yeah, it's not far. So it, it wasn't far. So, okay. so we merged everybody and really it was an evaluation process and everything that I did to Bobby is the same thing I did to all the coaches. Hey, this is what I need. This is our coach's expectation sheet. If you're not willing to sign this, then that's fine. I'll give you X amount of free months. And then you need to decide if you want to stay at PR star, or you have to go. And were you were you worried that you were going to lose all of the staff members when you did that? Um, I wasn't worried. Um, I knew that it was going to cause a rift with some of them, and it did. And I mean, you talk about it's funny because I, I do fly by the seat of my pants. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. But when I get into situations of a either of a aggressive conversation or a firing, I, I remain very calm, and it pisses people off big time. And it's not an argument and a fight. I don't like you. It's just, this is what the best move is for not only my business, but my family. And this is what I'm going to do. And, uh, so that's what we did. Uh, so we went from 10 to 24 and then we got that all the way down to, what do you think, Bobby, maybe like 12, probably dropped back down to 12 and, um, and then really realized that, Hey, as we continuously move in the direction that I want to go, I need to, now I want a full-time staff. I want, I want a salary based employee. I posted a thing out in indeed. Um, I actually offered the job to another individual. Um, but what came with the job description of like social media, onboarding on ramps, doing the day-to-day shit that, that isn't sexy in CrossFit. And she, her response was, I want a program and I want a coach. Okay, cool. That's not, that's not working for me. Next, on to the next person. And uh, we hired a guy named Cameron Curry. Uh, he was running a gym in Hong Kong. He's originally from Pennsylvania. It was a shot in the dark. 
he came in and uh, was able to revamp our social media game. And I also hired another gentleman named Joel Helmick. And he came in immediately and started revamping uh, just our programming and our coaching style at the gym. Was and, Joel like Alabama to France to Virginia? <laughs> Joel was a member oh, so. that was a coach that was a teacher and wanted to change positions. So when God. I decided to make a hire, I was in the mindset like, all right, I'm willing to give up maybe $50,000 a year. Joel had such a good interview. I decided that I'm going to even eat more money out of my pocket and hire two full-time people immediately instead of just one. And uh, I, I, that was okay. Right. I, I said it earlier. I, I'm willing to spend money to make money and to grow and give my staff the opportunity to make six figures. So Ryan, how did you end up coming back? I mean, not Ryan, excuse me, Bobby, how'd you end up coming back? <laughs> so last summer, uh, yeah, about a year ago, Ryan sat down with me and floated the idea by me and asked, hey, do you want to come work full time here? And I asked doing what? And he explained that he wanted to roll out custom programming and, and PT work. And, and thought about what, it long and hard. But what, made, what made you a good candidate? You were working for SWAT. Yeah. Uh, good. You might want to ask Ryan that. Um. You know, like I said uh, before Bobby got on, Bobby, Bobby's probably one of the best coaches I've been around. Um, and it's funny because you get all these people and I'm like, oh, I got my L2, I got my L3, I got the I, – I don't care about that. Bobby can coach anybody with that knowledge base or without. Um, obviously, he needs to have his L1. And other than that, I'm, I'm good with what he does or does not have. Um, but also Bobby has this, I don't know, weird little personality trait that – Every fucking person likes him. It's fucking annoying, but they like him. So oh, look at that smile. I mean, people who are listening to this can't see it, but how could you look at him? He's a fucking guy. nice guy. He's got his little <laughs> chuckle. But it, it was it was obvious, right? And it's funny because if you ever get Joel in the same room as me, Bobby, and Cameron, I, one thing I told Joel when I was hired, I'm like, "Hey, man, your interview was great. You're lucky Bobby decided that he wanted to go work for SWAT because I'd hire Bobby in a heartbeat, and you wouldn't have a job." <laughs> And it's a joke between all of us, but it, it was true. And it was, you got to know the right person. And it, it, what, there wasn't anything that said it. It was just a gut feeling. And the gut feeling from, you know, two years ago was we need to get personal training. And I knew at that time, Bobby was the right guy, but he wasn't the, he wasn't there on the same timeline as me. So we had to let him go. But as he progressively told me like, Hey, you know, secret service isn't going the way I want and all these other things. I said, well, why don't we just stop putting ourselves in a position that could, you know, cost us our life and, and, and come work for me and we'll make it work. And so. by that position, he means like working for SWAT where you're chasing gangsters with guns and oh. machetes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I won't get – Bobby told me one story where he had to stand next to somebody that was no longer with us laying on the floor and there was just – I was like, I can't listen to this shit. This is yeah. Quite, uh, quite the different day-to-day -day stuff. But, yeah, he, he floated it past me last summer, and I, I thought about it, and I went home and talked with my wife about the, uh, the different lifestyle factors. But you have somebody who offers you a job doing the thing that you love the most. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed my time at the police department, and that was fun, super fulfilling. But what I love the most is CrossFit, and somebody offered me a full-time job doing CrossFit 
as far as coaching and helping people still super fulfilling. So I jumped at it last summer and it's been an awesome year. Okay, listen, if you're a gym owner or a coach and you want to help people the way that we help people at Active Life, we want to talk. Head to ActiveLifeProfessional.com. ActiveLifeProfessional.com. We're helping hundreds of coaches from around the world get better results for their clients, helping them help people get out of pain without going to the doctor or missing the gym. And the gyms who are adopting the strategies that we're teaching their coaches are finding that their members are happier, they're retaining longer, and they're happy to pay more money. That's a win for everybody. If you're a coach or a gym owner and you're interested in finding out more about the Active Life Professional path, head to activelifeprofessional.com. Was, I know I know you're only talking about pay, so I'm asking you to give me the number. But was were you getting paid the same, more or less, when you came to work for PR Star? I can answer that. I, so um, <laughs> it's funny because I offered Bobby um, a small base salary and then his commission split. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I really was hoping for you know an additional five thousand. I was like, "Done, move on, let's go, let's get this going." <laughs> So, and then Bobby was like, like, Shit, I'm not swiping over five grand right now. Like, let's All get right. this fucking thing going. So, um, but yeah, no, you know, he, he makes his base salary, and, and he, I told him that if he wanted to get what he was making, plus all the part time shit that he was doing for the police force and SWAT team, he would have to hustle and make PT work. And I think you're going to surpass that by much more than what we sat down and talked about. So so when he started then, the base salary was less than your current base salary. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So you, Bobby, had the faith in Ryan that Ryan had the systems in place that would allow you to actually flourish. Otherwise, there's no way you made that leap, right? I trusted Ryan. There were no systems in place as far as personal training goes. <laughs> we had to create the systems, but – like I said earlier, that everything that he had said kind of came through um, as far as developing the business and, and what he saw. So I did trust him. I'd seen everything that he'd done from the business side of things. So I took the leap. Okay. And yeah. what made we've you seen feel? Work and we've seen things not work within our process of this past year. But our, our year is going to hit six figures. Meaning Bobby's year. Bobby, personal training will have brought in six, six figures this year. And how do you guys split that? Our split 60-40. Bobby gets 60 or you get 60? No, Bobby gets 60. And how did you guys come to that number? Uh, you know, all the books and everything and everybody you listen to says your four nights rule. Um, and I, I just – I'm a firm believer that, you know, we can talk member re, uh, retention all day long. But if you don't have employee retention, you ain't got shit. So um, I, I needed to make sure Bobby was taken care of. Um, you know, they make money off of – everything that they do in any aspect, custom programming, um, personal training. Um, you know, we incentivize our employee full-time employees with, uh, other things as well. You know, I think we pay for your cell phone, um, starting to set up our 401k stuff. It, it's, it's treating it like a true business and making sure that they're happy with what they're doing. Anything to add to that, Bobby? No, I, I, they, uh, Ryan and Rachel do an awesome job of taking care of us. It's just 
with on ramps um, at anything that we do, we we definitely get uh, looked okay. out. Okay, so so you come in. There's no personal training businesses, no personal training systems. What was your plan? I love that you guys, you guys both laugh. Didn't really have one to start, but we started um, and we sent out an email to the entire gym population and just said, "Hey, this is what we're offering, and this is what we're offering it for." What Ryan came up with the pricing structure. You're, so you're we both sent out giggling. an email. So what, Go ahead. you're both giggling. Like what, what? What was the email? Well, I, I mean, I think the funny part <laughs> is during the meeting that we had to set our pricing structure. I was like, Bobby, what, what's an hour of your time? I think you said what, a hundred bucks. And he goes, well, what's yours? I was like, at least 125. If you want to talk to me, you owe me 125 bucks. If not, I'm fucking done. Like, I got other shit to do. So when we sat there and decided to make this price point, he wanted to go 100. I said, no way. And, and then we met on our, our price point, right? And Which is what? In the middle? It's 125, right? Or 115. 125 for members, 150 for non-members. So, so you guys had your discussion. Bobby said 100, you said 125, and you guys met in the middle at 125. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just started going in that direction. And it was – you got to know what you're worth. And Bobby's, to be honest with you, I, I believe he's worth more than 125. Um, our custom programming that we ship out to – or that we, we give out to other individuals, which it is custom per the individual, is 250 a month plus their gym membership that they have to pay as well, depending on what their, their gym membership is. So are those um, people coming to open gym time or are they coming to class and then doing other stuff as well? They have the option of open gym time three days a week or unlimited. Okay. So you could have a, a member that's paying two fifty for custom programming plus an additional one fifty for three days a week. Sorry. I'm that's okay. Everybody's making noise. Uh, so 250 for custom programming and then 150 for that three days a week. So you have a member paying 400 a month. Okay. So um, I'm not, I don't need, and needs the wrong word, but you know, as many members that want to be at PR star, we're excited and want them. Um, but our, uh, the different offerings that we offer, we have just different buckets for everybody. And, and that's where our, um, you see more of our uh, revenue coming. Well, and I think the big thing that most people listening to this right now are hearing is those prices are crazy. $125 for an hour and $400 for a month. Like that, that's, that's crazy. I would never join that gym. And I know you guys don't have a problem, uh, you know, getting new members and keeping members. So what is it that people are missing when they just hear the price and then, make their decision before they know what's actually coming from that price? Well, so I, I can, so I think one of the ways that we started uh, being able to justify that price is, you know, Bobby took on um, his first PT client at half the rate of 125. His name was Kevin. Is that right? Bobby? Was that before uh, we met or after we met? This was probably right around the same time. And it, the reason we did it, um, what, what disease did he have, Bobby? Um, Parkinson's. He had Parkinson's. So um, his brother was a member at the time and he asked us to help him out. And I said, Bobby, not only is this a good way to kind of just get a feel for how we want to run things, it's also a good way to kind of see how it works, if it works, the whole nine yards, and start developing a system. So we did that. And then after that, everybody else went to the first, uh, that 125 rate. Um, The other thing that we 
do. And by we, I mean, Bobby, but it was an, it was an explained conversation with him is I've seen people do personal training in CrossFit gyms before. And one of the individuals that I saw, they were giving 30 minutes instead of an hour, which, okay, that's up to you. Um, but the way that the individual would do it, you know, I'm just going to kind of sit here. You're going to be over there in the corner. I'll come check on you. Okay. I want you to do this movement. All right. Let me go get on my cell phone and get you some fucking Snapchat. Okay. On to the- no, we are one, we are a hand holding gym. I will hold your fucking hand from minute one to minute 60 and whatever you're doing. Right. And people forget that, that, that personal touch and Bobby, what I meant by that gut feeling has that personal touch when it comes to that individual. There are times that I walk up to him and I'm like, Hey man, I need to know this. He'll give me a quick answer, but that quick answer to me and what I'm receiving is leave me the fuck alone. I'm busy. And that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. You mean when he's with a client? Yeah, absolutely. When he's with a client, leave me alone. I'm busy. All right, All right. got it. I'll talk to you in an hour. Okay. That's and what needs to be done. And Bobby, how did you get to the place where you got over the idea that well, this is a lot of money I'm charging people? So I still think that. Um, so I try to add that value to it. So every session that I go into, I think, wow, this is a lot of money for for me, for this person, whoever it is. I want to give them that value in the time. Can they walk away from this session thinking that was worth 125 bucks? And I try to do that each time we go into a session. Okay. How do you sell it though? Oh, when I'm talking to somebody, um, like, like, are you physically walking the floor? Like, Hey, I can, I can help you with that. It's 125 bucks an hour. No, uh, disdained. Everything's been word of mouth. Everything's been word of mouth so far. So most of the selling kind of happens by itself. Most people are coming to me and saying, Hey, I saw so-and-so's progress. I'd like to do that. Or I saw so-and-so's not in pain anymore. I'd like to not be in pain too. And if I can help them, I help them. If not, then I'll refer them to somebody else, but just really holding their hand from, from minute one to, to minute 60 in that session is super, super important for me. And I want, I like trying to not be on my phone um, if they need to use the restroom, you know, let's make it quick. If they're late, we got to, we got to double time, but trying to fit in everything they can to give them that much value in that session. And I imagine you're not selling one session at a time. No, we're doing, uh, we do packages. We have five, 10, 20, and 40. And what are most people opting into? Uh, the 20 right now is our most popular. Does the price change when someone buys more? Or is it the same price per hour? We get a, there's a slight discount when you buy more. So if you buy the five, you get a 5% discount, 10, 10%. And then the 20, you get a 15% discount. And then 40 is the same as 20. It's just you're paid. Uh, it's a 20% discount. Okay. Got it. That brings it down to a hundred dollars an hour. If you want to buy 40 sessions. So that there's your fix. Bobby's comfortable. Just buy 40 at a time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you said it's all word of mouth and I want to make sure that you guys get the credit that you deserve because I think when here, when people hear word of mouth, it's kind of like the old adage that if you just do a great job, everybody's going to find you and come and join. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people doing a great job who can't make ends meet. Yeah. So I would, I would definitely say our word of mouth. Uh, I think a lot of our credit goes to, um, Cameron who does our social media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he has a very clear cut of what he's doing and where we're going as a gym. Um, 
So we've recently talked about doing what we are calling like softball pitches of um, soft sales. We'll do a soft sale for Bobby and personal training, custom programming, um, rebuild, and doing some other soft sales for like nutrition that we offer and, and um, our our kids' agility class. Um, so I think that did us a lot of good. I also think when we went through um, the immersion program with you and we were reposted on what we were able to do with our community. Um, I started getting reached out by a lot of different gyms of how did you do it? Wanting to hire me to consult with them, to help them out. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I've, I have a few clients that I work with on a weekly basis. So I'm just helping them and trying to run their gyms. Um, it's nothing big, nothing crazy. Um, it's, kind of one of those what I would call incubator stage things I'm not even to the point where I think it could go anywhere maybe it could maybe it can't we'll see so, so what you're talking about is when when essentially um the sky fell when you guys you guys made a post talking about how um unilateral is better than bilateral movement. yeah yeah it was for, for those of you guys who, who maybe fucking hell broke loose oh dude I mean people came at me for that yeah one. It was, it was great. It, so it was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah. So, so for people who are listening, who don't know, what we're talking about, they ran a, what was it? An eight week program. Bobby, why don't you just tell them what the program was and what the results were? Yeah, it was a six week program that we ran and we had everyone test their, uh, five rep max back squat. Then for six weeks, all they did was step ups, front rack step ups. Meaning when they would have squatted. Instead of squatting. Correct. And at the end of that, we tested the back squats again, not having back squatted for over six weeks. They get back on the back squat and there was a significant improvement across the board in back squat. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head right now. But I remember it was 9% improvement for the group that did the step ups and like a 3% improvement for the group that you had to do the squats. Yeah. When the, yeah. So we had the control group do the squats also. And not only that, people said they felt better and they felt more balanced and even and less pain, all that stuff. So yeah, we made a post about it and you guys reposted it and yeah, it Dude, went wild. some, uh, some guy was like, this is bullshit. I squat 700 pounds. I've never done a step up. And I was like, <laughs> cool, man. Maybe you'd squat a thousand if you did. <laughs> Fucking loser. That's <laughs> awesome. It, it's, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I remember, um, I think either Bobby or his wife were reading some of the comments. I was like, listen, dude, just let it go. Yeah. Stop looking at your phone. Stop fucking, <laughs> answering. Stop fucking answering every direct message you get yeah. telling yeah. you. I've been in that position. Just let it go. Yeah. And I need you guys to do something controversial again so I can just repost it. <laughs> yeah. well, we can, we'll figure it out. We'll, I'm sure we'll end up doing something. So. Well, so I mean, I remember when you guys first got started. We did the um, we did the immersion program as a group. You put your entire staff in it. There were like eight of you or nine yeah. of you. Uh, we put through ten, and I think two opted out. So out of twelve, ten ten did it. And now, to be honest with you, our staff is even Small. less than what we currently have. Yep. Yeah. So Sorry. so I've, this question's for you, Ryan. Why did you put all of your staff through it when you knew not all of your staff were going to use it after, or did you not know? Um, I, I didn't know that they weren't going to use it. Um, I, so I remember, you know, I'm a firm believer that we have a weekly meeting, uh, with staff and, um, you can bring anything to the table if it's worth me listening to. I'm, I'm more than happy to listen to, but you have, you better have a fucking plan on how to do it. 
So I remember when Bobby came to me and about you know, active life and, and this guy, Sean, and this immersion program, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. So I got more information on it. We had our call with you and I told Bobby, I was like, well, you know, we might as well send everybody or offer it to everyone. Um, PR star picked up, uh, I think we picked up about 3000 of that entire payment. So it made everybody else's entry fee a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something that I felt that was very beneficial for our entire staff to go through, not only learning the information that was provided, but if nothing else, to bring out some continuity between the group and have some discussions, not even with you guys, but amongst ourselves. And, and, um, and we saw that really bring the group together and how we implemented um, the, the assessment that we did for our entire gym. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. So it was it was beneficial for sure. Well, so can you can you tell them about the assessment that you did for your gym? Because I think that when, when most people hear about this, who I've told, they're like, "No fucking way! That's crazy." Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I love Bobby. Uh, Bobby and Joel programmed the entire six week program. Uh, but I remember when we were sitting upstairs, they're like, "All right, we're going to do two sets of squats, and then we'll have them do uh, step ups." I was like, first off, no, they're doing step ups." Well, what if somebody says they want to do squats? You offer three times, highly encouraging them to do steps. If they decide that they want to do squats, you say, okay, that's your choice. Um, and then I said, you know, well, how are we going to figure it out? We're going to do all day Sunday. We will bring in the entire staff and we will print out 200 plus. We made a sheet and we've, we've ran those fucking members through the entire morning. So what, what, I want to, I want to, I think that, you know what it was? I think people hearing that aren't sure what you're uh, talking about, 200 members. So you put 200 members through what? Yeah, so uh, we put the 200 members through the nine-point assessment that Bobby created off of what we learned from you guys, right? And Bobby, mm-hmm. I mean, that's your ankle dorsiflexion right. and whatnot. Now, what I had Bobby do is break that down into layman's terms and talk to people like a child. So mm-hmm. don't give me all the high – don't give me the, of course. The, the big jargon words and whatnot and uh, – you want to add to that, Bobby? Yes, yeah, so the member. We just said, "Hey, you can come in between these times," and the members would come in through the door. Well, wait, but Bobby, back up a second. You you wanted people to come to do a movement assessment on a Sunday. How did you tell your membership that there was a movement assessment available on a Sunday? Who should come? Why should they come? How did that work? At our chalk talk for about two weeks, we teased it and talked to people about our upcoming cycle and that it was going to be much different than any cycle that we had ever done and. We wanted to measure, um, you know, their their ankle flexion, and people were interested by it because it had never happened before. So we teased it for about two weeks and had all the coaches tease it. We posted, I think, on our social media account and our gym's Facebook page, just telling people about it. And then that morning of, we had all our coaches there. The coaches were well versed in giving that assessment, um, so they all had clipboards with a bunch of sheets on it. When the member came into the door, they were met at the door by a coach and the coach would take them onto the floor and do the assessment. And the assessment took about how long per member? Uh, depending on, on how jacked up they are, uh, 10 to 15 minutes. And your expectation was how many people would show up? 200. I expected the whole membership base to show up. I'm impressed. What did you expect, Bobby? About half that. Okay. And how many showed up? 200. <laughs> Right, like maybe prophecy. like 170 or 180 and then like the 20 or 30 people that couldn't made it we we did it the following week like oh we just grabbed them and did it 
Right. Um, but, you know, I think that goes back to what I was saying about evolving your diet. Like we, we evolved into something that we didn't even know when we found out the immersion programming. And yes, we know unilateral movements, but like, holy shit, let's take everybody through this. So we evolved that way and we've seen drastic changes within our membership base. But the one thing that we do really well is I told you, we hold everyone's hand. So we are going to drag you kicking and screaming into the gym to do the assessment, to make sure that you know what's going on. So then you can have some longevity when it comes to CrossFit. I mean, I'm the perfect example. I've had how many surgeries I have last year, Bobby in a year, three (laughs) knee, hip, foot all in a year i'm telling you and it's from shitty lifting style and and not understanding how to move correctly so i had to go ahead and break it down so what i'm trying to tell our members and everybody around me is be better than me don't be me be different well i think that what you guys did really well that that should be understood by now but maybe it's not is you had gained the trust of your membership for weeks months years before you told them we're doing a workshop on a Sunday. And that's why when you said we're doing a workshop on a Sunday and you need to be here, they were like, well, I trust you. So I'm going to come. I think that's a big deal. I think they trust us. I think, I think they trust Bobby a lot too. Mm -hmm. Um, And him and him and Joel definitely ran with that. And then, and then Bobby's created this new program called rebuild, which has taken our understanding of um, what we learned from the immersion program. And he put his twist on it. So it's pretty, pretty um, fucking creative. What was your twist? Uh, just rebranding it, um, corrective exercise, adding a few more things to it. But it's remote programming. We do it three months at a time. Um, it costs three ninety nine to do. We run it through True Coach. Um, they get the three months for three ninety nine um, with a few corrective pieces, whether it's strength and balances or the they're working. Uh, they've got an injury like a shoulder impingement or um, hip elbow, any, any knee pain um, working them through that, basically telling them, Hey, you need to take this out during class and we're going to do this instead. And then giving them about 30 minutes of corrective work prior to class. So is someone there for 90 minutes then? Yes. Okay. So that's got to be a pretty dedicated member. Is there anyone, is there, have you, have you backed it down to be able to work for someone for 60 minutes or is it all 90? So we do offer 30 minute classes. So when they're in a crunch, they can jump into the 30 minute class. Got it. But most people are really, you know, if they're willing to spend an extra three ninety nine at the gym, they are pretty dedicated. I mean, most people aren't going to waste their, their money. So they, we've worked together. We figure out a time, what they have access to, what they can do and um, really build a program that's going to help get them out of pain um, or help them train without pain, I should say. Well, and it beats the hell out of going to a physical therapist for 30 minutes. It's 20 minutes away. Oh yeah. And they're in the gym which, right. and they're doing the movements that they love to do. Yeah. And I think the one thing that Bobby's leaving out that shows people that trust um, is he, with their permission, signs a HIPAA waiver um, with from their doctor, gets all the background of whatever the injury could be. Um, he'll read through all that information and then create a, a custom rebuild program for that individual. Um, and that was something that he came up with. I don't, I don't think it's like rocket science, but that was something that he has provided the individual to, to help them get better and do something they enjoy. It's not rocket science. 
But it's a huge leap forward in give a shit. Yeah. As compared to what most coaches do. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's not just all right, well, I'm going to do this from here and wing it. It's like I'm going to sign a form that says I'm not going to share this with anybody else that says your your doctor has permission to share it with me so that I have better understanding of your physiological situation so that I can af- appropriately address your, your your training. That says a lot. So, yeah. And I think those are the little things, once again, that, that Bobby has definitely done to grow the personal training and custom programming uh, portion of it. Uh, yeah, no doubt that. about it. So, Bobby, have other coaches in the gym jumped on board and started to do more of what you're doing? Yeah, we, uh, we've grown to a point where I've asked a few other coaches to come on and help me out and take on a few clients. And they've done that. Cameron and Joel um, have each picked up a few clients, which has been great. And they're running with it. So are, are you now essentially their immediate superior? Is that how it works? In relation to personal training, I'll – manage that but they don't answer to me when it comes to other stuff but just for this this realm got it okay and what's what's both of your ambition for the future with this stuff like where do you want it to go <laughs> um yeah so our goal is to to grow and open another facility um i see that within the near future um but that, by, that, by that smirk, I feel like you already own the building and you're already putting mats and equipment inside of it. <laughs> I can tell you that that we were able to purchase four acres of land and we will be building a brand new facility. Where that is, I can't answer that right now. Good for you, though. Four acres. That's that's some property. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah. And then so the goal is to, to have two facilities and have two manager at both gyms and then Bobby will oversee all personal training at both spots. That a boy, Bobby who needs to duck bullets <laughs> unnecessary. So I, I have a question for you, Bobby, for people who are out there listening, who right now are coaches who are like, well, is PR start taking applications? First of all, I imagine the answer is uh, always listening, not necessarily always hiring. That would be we my are, guess. We are taking applications. We have it out there. And indeed, I think we just hired a guy named what, Joe, dude, from, put it in the Active Life Coach member group on Facebook. I'll put that in. Bobby, do something to that. That's where that, <laughs> that's, that's where you're gonna find your studs. I got it, Bobby. You're on it. It's all I you. I got it. I yeah, got it. Post it in there. Um, that's number one. And Bobby, if you tell your story, and then you say we're looking to hire someone who wants to have that same story, you'll have your pick of the litter. Do you find it um, easier to sell training? And when I sell, when I say sell, I really mean service. Get people to to help themselves. When the problem is rooted around aches, pains, and lifestyle, then when the problem is rooted around I can't get a muscle up, I can't get a pull up. Or do you find that those things are no different? They're significantly different. And I, looking at our breakdown as far as total uh, PT sales, I'd say about sixty percent of it is become around the aches and pains and it's a growing percentage. So when you're asking about goals, my goal is to, to help more people out with these aches and pains and grow that rebuild program even bigger because it's going to lead to member longevity. People want to do this stuff for years, but they're hitting these roadblocks where they're getting hurt and they're having to put their gym membership on hold or, um, 
go to physical therapy or have a surgery and then never get back to it. But if the little things can be done right, starting now, um, we can prevent a lot of that. And there's people that I know you've used the word ticking time bombs before. There are people that have started approaching me that aren't in pain yet, but they notice some huge imbalances and they've come to me and, and we've started working on that. That's fantastic. That's the direction I'd love to go before people even get to that pain spot to start working with them. And there's a, there's a gap between being in pain and feeling great. And they don't even know that they're in that gap until you start working with them. And then it's like, oh, I can feel like this. Yes. That's great. So um, one more question for Bobby. Then I have a question for Ryan. Then we can wrap this thing up. Why you – like I mean when I say – People can't see you right now, but like you might be the nicest guy who's ever been through the immersion program. <laughs> I mean, like, like there it is they again. Can't see me? I'm blushing right now because yeah. Sean's just blowing steam. <laughs> but so, so, so Bobby is like. I mean, you're nice. You care about people. You're thorough. When someone comes to you with a problem and they're like, "Oh, that's expensive." How do you personally get over the idea of, yeah, well, I, you know, physically could do this for free, but I'm not going to, you have to pay for this. I think it took me a little bit of time to actually value my time and realize that I cannot help everyone. And that if I was going to do that, it was going to be a burnout. And Ryan warned me about burnout in the fitness world and that, Hey, dude, we want you around for a while. Don't, you know, the long term, don't crash and burn, don't do too much um, too fast by just giving everything away for free. Like you've studied, you've gone to the certifications, you, your time is worth that. That's how you make a living. And it, it did take me a few months to kind of realize that, but with his guidance on that, that's, that's helped a lot. So knowing that, okay, I can only take on this many clients and I want to help these people and that's just what my time's worth. Like any other profession, um, just what it's worth. Does it, does it at all represent to you like commitment? Oh, uh, on their end. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, it's, it's anytime somebody says, Hey, I want to sign up with you. It uh, doesn't matter if it's a small package or the biggest package. It's, I mean, that's their hard earned money that they're showing that, Hey, I trust you with this. So it, it means a lot each time, whether it's uh, the first time, but it e means even more to me when it's a renewal because it shows that I've earned their trust, that they were happy with what, what they've seen and that they want to continue with that. So Love definitely it. super fulfilling. And, and Ryan, what's your advice to gym owners out there? I mean, right now, the average CrossFit gym, if we're talking about CrossFit in particular, is probably – making a similar amount of money per year that you guys are making on the personal training that you're doing within your membership. Forget about your membership dues. So for them, I think that there's a lot of, yeah, well, of course they can do this. I mean, he's buying four acres of land. He's, you know, he, he's in the building he owns now. He bought out another CrossFit gym. Like he, of course, like there's a ton of money floating around, but they don't have any money right now. How do they go from where they're at to empowering a staff member to make more than their entire gym is making right now in a year? You know, I, I think the best advice I could give people is understanding that, that CrossFit is, has 
done so many cool things, but is really treating it like like a business, right? And I, I give a lot of my credit to to my dad who ran a company for 24 years, and he showed he showed me a lot of things. Um, you're gonna have to put the hard work in. You're gonna have to make the sacrifices, which I, I believe that I have. Um, but you're gonna have to make some decisions that aren't gonna be favorable for everybody. And what I mean by that is, um, hey, Sean, no. Our membership rates is two twenty five. If you want to be a member here, oh well, they they're giving it for one thirty. Yeah, okay, I get what they're giving, but you'll understand when you come through these doors why it's two twenty five. It, it's those backdoor deals that'll come back and bite you in the ass, and and we definitely saw that for our first, uh, I would say at least our first three to four years. Um, and uh, you're going to have to make some decisions that are not favorable for everyone, but are favorable for you and your yourself, your family, and the whole nine there. So um, I think that's the best advice I can give in that sense. Um, and I really would highly encourage getting into personal training quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, look, I mean, I think, I think, and you tell me if you guys agree with me or disagree with me, I think the part of the problem that most CrossFit gyms face is that they market themselves as personal training without the personal training price point. And then they can't do in the group what they could do in personal training, but they've already said that they can. So now they can't go back and they're screwed. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I, I think that people get very intimidated on that aspect of going forward and making back. Um, you know, I can tell you that I have no problem with us trying to roll something out and it not working because we'll just go on to the next thing and mm-hmm. we'll try something else. Okay. That didn't work to the next one where I speak to people and it is like, okay, we're going to start in December, but I know it's June or mm-hmm. July. I don't know. Come on, let's try. Just send out the email. We'll start and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, it, ready, fire, aim. <laughs> ready, fire, aim. The funny part is, is that we do slow play a lot of things, right? Hey, you know, we don't need to do, so I'm a firm believer too. You can't give everything out at once, right? So, um, you know, we we will give out a little bit, and then the next time we do something, we'll do the same thing and add something to it. Well, and and but are you guys withholding, or are you seeing what it is and then saying, let's not just put everything in because we don't know what it's going to be yet. Let's see what this base is and then add to it. That's we're not withholding anything. We're right. we're seeing how it works and then and then going there. Right? Yeah, I think I people make the. From the beginning, because it may look like shit and it's a hodgepodge, right? So. Yeah, I think people make the opposite mistake: is they build this entire thing out and they're like, "Here's the first part. We'll give you the second part in three months, but you got to stay." And the second part sucks because it didn't yeah. fit. Yeah, it doesn't fit, and it's putting the what round round, round. Egg in the hole. Yeah, you got you got the, the point there for people who are listening is you have to build the best thing that you think that there can be. Give it to people and then look at it every day and ask yourself, how could it be better? And then add that and then look at it and say, how could it be better? And then add that. It's the goal after the goal after the goal after the goal instead of yeah. the goal. And we, I mean, we do, like I said, we do a Tuesday meeting every week. Uh, we do a staff meeting with all staff every once a month. Um, and, and it is getting those ideas and what's kind of going on in the gym that maybe I'm not hearing about that we can apply correctly or, or, or take away if we need to. So. Mm-hmm. Close it out, Bobby. How has the opportunity that Ryan has created for you at PR Star and the way that you've been able to handle it changed your life, your 
You're married, yes, your wife? Yeah. Yep. Your wife changed life. that significantly. I went from over four years of working 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, nights, weekends, holidays to working more normal hours. And um, so that's improved significantly. I, everything's been better. Lifestyle factors, everything's been better. Again, I wouldn't change that experience for anything. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but I. I'm ex- I couldn't be happier right now. It's been great, and I'm super grateful for Ryan, and I let him know that all the time. But uh, he, he seems like a big tough guy, but he's a big teddy bear on the inside, so <laughs> I tell him that all the time. <laughs> well, what, what, would you give a closing shot to coaches out there who are looking for, like, how do I take the next step and, and, and do what Bobby did if their owner is not Ryan? Yeah, you had you had a campaign that you started, and you're still doing it, the turn pro thing, and you – you put it out there right at about the time I was making this decision. And it crossed my mind a few times as I made the decision. And I would think about that. And especially if you're a little younger, take the risk. Now Um, I saw something Gary V put out there the other day that people don't take enough risks in their twenties and that, yeah, they have to be calculated and on your own dime, but take the risk. You there's potential for careers in fitness. You don't have to, um, you don't have to settle for the $20 a class. You can make a career in fitness. Love it. Ryan, what about you? Any parting shots for owners? Everyone's expendable. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. My dad taught me that a long time ago. <laughs> Everyone's expendable. Make the decisions that are best for you and your business. Don't think that the little clicks or all the other bullshit that goes on in CrossFit are, are going to crumble your walls because you let somebody go or – you didn't go in this direction. So yeah, everyone's expendable. I like that one. Perfect. Where can people find you guys? Let's start with you, Bobby. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, coach underscore Bobby underscore W. Um, or you guys can email me at Bobby at CrossFit If you have any questions. All the way to the email. Yeah. Told you he cares. Official. <laughs> and Ryan, what about you? Where can people find you? Um, Instagram, I'm, uh, at never sleeveless and on email, it's cage at CrossFit PR And you guys can find CrossFit PR star at CrossFit PR star on Instagram. We're, we're loaded. We're, we're located in Chantilly, Virginia. And somewhere else soon. We just can't tell you where. Somewhere else soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well guys, I think that for, uh, gym owners, coaches, People who are considering paying a coach to teach them some stuff that they need, this is a must listen. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us, Sean. You're welcome. What's up, everybody? It's Dr. Sean again, and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got a favor to ask. Head to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to leave us a five-star rating. Also, while you're there, drop a little review. Tell people what you liked about the show. And of course, share it with the three friends who you think would find the most benefit from this episode. Till next time, turn pro.